This is True Combo, your deep dive video game podcast. I'm your host, Marcus Driscoll, and today my guest is Tommy Calhoun from Versus Extreme. What's up? Tommy, welcome aboard. Um, I brought my swim trunks and my water wings, and I'm ready to jump in this pool. You definitely said swim shark to begin with. (laughs) (laughs) I have a swim shark companion. I can't go swimming without him. It's like how little kids have teddy bears when they go to sleep, except... My swim shark makes sure that all the other sharks don't get me. You're turning this into versus extreme, and this is a <laughs> this is a, this is a video game podcast, uh, ladies and gentlemen. We're back in the thick of it after a small hiatus. Um, me and Tommy coming at you, um, not live, live, live. Yeah, and <laughs> every podcast is us just speaking directly into your ears. Yeah. Um. So oh, let's talk about games we play sometimes a lot recently. Yeah. Okay. I can do that. I think. What have you been playing? Um. So. I know we're going to talk about this a little bit later, but I have been playing uh, a lot of World of Warcraft, yeah. like probably more than I should, but a lot of it. Sure. Um, but aside from that, um, I've been playing, I, I I have two monitors so I can watch one thing while I play. Yeah. Um, so I've been watching a lot of people play RuneScape. <laughs> uh, so I look just like an absolute chotch whenever somebody comes <laughs> in this room because I'm playing World of Warcraft and someone's watching me play. Like, I'm watching somebody else play RuneScape. So that's just great. But um, I don't know. Like, it's one of those games that, like, uh, I know enough about to, like, kind of follow what's happening, but right. I don't know enough about it to, like, really, like, understand everything that's happening at a deep level so it's kind of like watching people perform magic because i'm like oh yeah i kind of remember that from like 2007 when i played this game and then all of a sudden they'll just be like oh and then we go grab this god sword thing that came out in like 2016 that you've never seen before and i'm like oh that's cool and they one shot somebody i'm like (laughs) all right okay (laughs) cool but like also there's a lot of people that have been like putting these like crazy restrictions on themselves like i watched this one guy his name's settled and he um there's a section of runescape called mauritania which is like this kind of like boggy like undergrowth area and uh he has created a character and he has like a 12 or 13 part series up at this point that like is just him playing in that one section of the world he can't go anywhere else and he's trying to like there's like this thing called like the um, theater of blood or something like that which is like this really high level difficult um like content it's kind of like a i guess a raid I, i'm not yeah. sure but it's like it's very difficult and he's trying to like level up all of his skills to get to it and seeing him it's almost like how um i don't know if you've seen any of summoning salts videos but like he does like this this is the progression of speed running yeah but it's like watching one of those but in real time this guy tries to figure out like how can i actually do this like how can i level up in just one area of this game from zero to 99 and everything and stuff it's really cool yeah that seems like i've always been interested in um people who like kind of artificially increase the longevity of a game's life cycle by Mm. like adding in those kind of challenges and stuff with like runescape like iron man challenges or you know whatever else that like fucking crazy psychopaths come up with (laughs) yeah yeah that uh like there's um there's this guy named Asai who's like uh, a really big Guitar Hero streamer and just like oh yeah, like I remember being a kid and watching people like uh like the older kids uh that 
I didn't have Guitar Hero, but I remember watching other people that had it and being like, they could like play through all of Through the Fire and the Flames on Expert. And that was like the hot shit. And yeah. then this guy comes in and he's like, like playing this game at such a level. Like it's, it's like one of the few things that I've seen comparable to people that are like doing the same kind of execution as people playing Melee at a high level. Just like right. that same kind of like reacting to what's happening on the screen, hitting all of the buttons in the right order without messing up. Yeah. And like just taking whatever comes at him. It's bonkers. Yeah. It's fucking insane. Um, game that I've been playing a lot mm-hmm. recently, aside from WoW, because I've also been playing a lot of WoW, yeah. is um, Pokemon Trading Card Game Online. Oh. And I, okay, so like any other uh, like elementary school boy, I was really into like trading card games. Mm-hmm. But whenever I was a kid, it was, I was more into Yu-Gi-Oh! And now, and then like early high school, you you were the one actually who got me into Magic. Yeah, um, more. I think I remember that. Because we played during Scouts. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and after... Um, and now that like I'm older and I don't have like money to like devote to that sort of yeah. <laughs> hobby, I, I found a cheaper alternative is to play Pokemon trading card game online. Yeah, uh, and it's like it's weird because I feel like of the three, it's um it's more aimed towards children. That's mm-hmm. like for sure. But it's like it's it's mechanics and stuff are enjoyable like for everyone. Yeah, um, and like I just I really love card games like mm-hmm. I, I love like trading card games because like a lot of the time they have like really unique mechanics and like there's so many things that carry over between different trading card games like draw advantage mm-hmm. um and just kind of like predictability and consistency and like yeah. having a win condition and stuff like that and it's a lot of things that like most people like casual players don't understand or like they don't think about it they're just like oh this card looks good and then they toss it in like that's you know everybody did that whenever they first started mm-hmm. but then like once you like start to like study it and like realize like hey this card who that looked like shit is actually really good and this is why yeah speaking of magic like uh what you're talking about like there's um they have like a series of articles where like the developers and like people who are really good at the game will write articles about they they used to be called like daily mtg and now i think it's just on their website but um there's like the main like i think the head designer for magic is mark rosewater and he wrote an article about these character archetypes that they use when they are designing cards or like whole sets. Yeah. And it's, um, there's three main ones and there's two others that I've, uh, learned about since then, but there's, um, Timmy, Johnny and Spike. And Timmy is like the seven year old kid that just bought like a starter deck. And yeah. he just wants to play like his biggest, fattest creatures or like the biggest, baddest spell. Like he wants to play omniscience or like just the fattest shit yeah he can't like it's like the stuff that like like it's like when every kid got a a charizard yeah and they like were like i'm gonna beat you because i've got a charizard in my deck and it's like they've got one card yeah that's good and all the rest of their deck is trash and like um and then like johnny is really geared towards like that's the kind of player that like searches through the entire card catalog to find like these weird intricate combos that like may not necessarily do anything but like they right. like finding out the mechanics of the game and then spike is like just the guy that like net decks the like highest percentage deck win rate and then like builds it and then just stop stomps everybody like his point is to win yeah and i think um and they they talk about like how they want every set to kind of appeal to all three of those players like right. they want everybody to be able to engage in that and i think pokemon hits that really well oh yeah like, for sure like there's always going to be like young kids that are just getting into pokemon with this like rich history and they're like wow i want to get a charizard or i want to get up uh, 
what's a new like big Pokemon? Like I want to get like a uh like a Rockruff or like the what's the Lycanroc G yeah, yeah, like yeah. or like I want to get one of these GX cards and put it in my deck and I want to like and like they may not have a good deck but they are so happy because yeah. they like it's like a physical version of a Pokemon. Like it's the closest thing we're ever going to get to having right. a Pokemon in real life. And then like but if you watch like high level Pokemon trading card gate, there's just like you can't like sometimes you can't even follow what they're doing yeah. because like they're just like they're gaming like their prize cards and like how much uh like whether they can risk it for like this the like the play they're about to do and like yeah there's just so much thought that goes into it and like pokemon's very different from magic because magic's like very strict on how its card advantage works but yeah. like i've seen stuff in pokemon it's like it's one card lets you draw five cards and stuff like that yeah no pokemon's fucking insane yeah and <laughs> like, like <laughs> I, it's like it's like if like if you compare it to magic it's like everybody playing the game with the grand theft auto cheat codes on yes so everybody's strong yeah and it feels good to play like right it's, yeah it's um whenever i talk to people about like card advantage and stuff like that who are like trying to get into a tcg mm -hmm. um then i always tell them i'm like you know like one of the one of the best cards in Yu-Gi-Oh is pot of greed right mm -hmm. and they're like why <laughs> <laughs> i'm like it's free like you can just play it yeah and draw two cards, and that's fucking insane. Because yeah. like Yu-Gi-Oh, you play a deck of forty cards. If you have any more than that, you're just hurting yourself. Yeah. And so like whenever you draw that, that's like you're eliminating, like you're gaining two chances to draw what you need to meet your win condition. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're filtering through your deck to get the the one thing that's going to win you. The right. Game. Yeah. And like with Pokemon, like you said, like depending on the rotation, mm -hmm. like the standard rotation, it's like. You can, yeah, like you said, you can pull off these crazy fucking combos. Mm -hmm. Like, there's there's one combo that's like really popular right now, and it's like you draw an order pad, so mm -hmm. then you can search for another item. You get another item called Mysterious Treasure. You play that, then you get Tapu Lele GX. You put it in your hand, then you play it on your bench. From that, you get a support card. You draw your support card. You draw six cards. Yeah, and like that, you just you just went through like ten of your cards in your deck, and now like hopefully you can yeah you know, pull off whatever you're trying to yeah. Um... I keep going back to Magic because that's like my reference point. Sure. I haven't played Magic in a while because I also am now older and don't have all the money in the world to spend yeah. on like random games that I don't play very much. But um, like I remember because I liked reading a lot about people that played Modern and stuff like that. Yeah. Like I never had the kind of cash to drop on Modern, but I loved like reading the theories and stuff like that online and yeah. like um, I. Like, that was, like, my first introduction to, like, the concept of card advantage and stuff like that. And seeing people at such a high level talk about, like, oh, the reason we run Ponder is because, like, it allows us to, like, basically stack our deck. And, like, uh, this was back when I had, like, uh, I had bought the blue-green Zendikar constructed deck. Yeah. Like, like, the little uh, starter deck. And I, whenever my mom and I would go to Walmart, I would just beggar i'd be like please can i get a booster pack of cards <laughs> and she'd be like okay we'll get one and then i would open it up look at all the cards take all the blue and green cards take any islands or forests i got and throw them in the deck and call it good and i like <laughs> i remember going because i played it uh with my friends at church um yeah uh youth and i remember going in with a deck that was like so big i had to like use my whole hand to hold it together <laughs> and like putting it down and being like all right, let's play magic. And they yeah. all just kind of like looked at each other and they're like, okay. And then I would lose like every game. And I'd be like, why am I losing? <laughs> and one of them was like, here, let me go through your deck a little bit. Yeah. It's like, okay. But I was still having fun because I yeah. was 
like green is the color that lets you play big monsters. And yeah. so I was like, yeah, I'm going to play this one thing that gets stronger for every forest I have. And I yeah. thought I was the hottest shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's like, that's the the appeal of TCGs, just like mm-hmm. on a whole. It's like, if you have experience with one of them, then you can relate to the other ones for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously it helps yeah. um, to like have like, you know, a touchstone yeah. with the others. Um, I will say one thing that I will never, probably never fucking get back into is Yu Gi Oh because that shit is fucking wild now. It is like bonkers. Like just <laughs> the new rules and the new types of cards that they have, mm-hmm. so hard to keep up with. Yeah, like, I uh, in college there was a new guy who was like really into Yu Gi Oh and like I know the big meme for Yu Gi Oh when we were growing up was like the TV show never followed the rules of the yeah. card game. Now the TV show is like very, very strictly following the rules of the card game, but uh, it makes no fucking sense because like I was, he had like an episode on and I was just in his room and I was trying, like, uh, I am easily distracted. And so I was just like, my eyes were like glued on the TV and they were like, I summoned my pendulum monsters. And then this giant pendulum summoned in the background and started like, clicking like every turn it would click between like which of the monsters it's like now that the like pendulums on this monster one of its abilities activates and it's just like how do you how do you know this like yeah. unless you have like an encyclopedic knowledge of all the cards it's just i think it's one of the few games that you could still get away with like that anime style like uh, but what you didn't realize is that this card and like you just pull yeah. some <laughs> random shit out of nowhere like it's like it, in Magic, they release like 200 cards per yeah. set or something like that. Some like, or maybe it's more than that, but like a limited number. And like, it, like half of them don't matter because they're built for limited. Yeah. And so when you finally get to it, it's like, okay, there's like really like 20 or 30 cards I need to worry about remembering all of their stats for yeah. like if I'm going to Friday Night Magic. In Yu Gi Oh! it's like there's like three paragraphs on every card. Yeah. <laughs> and you're just like, what okay, the fuck? Yeah. Okay. It's so hard to, like, keep up with and, like, read all that shit. Mm -hmm. Straying away from TCGs, Mm -hmm. E3 is right around the corner. Gosh. Okay, so for anybody listening who doesn't know, Marcus and I went to E3 last year. And that was a fantastic experience. It was the shit. We had a great time. Yeah, Uh, it was was the... I was telling Tommy whenever we went, like, that was probably the best year that we could have gone to E3. mm -hmm. For, like, for me personally, anyway. Um, cause they had Kingdom Hearts 3 up and I got to play it before it's release and, uh, we got to see like, we got to play Smash Ultimate before it's release. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got to, uh, you played Spider-Man 4 or Spider-Man PS4 before it's release, right? Yeah. I, I, got, I, I waited in line for a while for that yeah. one. Uh, not, not as long as you waited for Kingdom Hearts 3. But <laughs> we don't talk about that. <laughs> I got to play, um, I didn't even like really play Destiny much at the time, but I got to play, uh, the Gambit fire, like the Gambit PVP mode, which yeah. was really cool. Um, there was actually a promotional video where I'm like 90% sure I'm in it because I can, it's, they're panning past the gambit yeah. section. And I remember I had left um, a map in my back pocket and I was wearing a white t shirt and I had an awful haircut when we went. And I remember, <laughs> like, so I wore a hat the whole time and they pan past and there's a guy in a black hat uh, with a white shirt and something stuck in his back pocket. And like, I'm like, that's me. I'm like 90% sure that's me because. Uh, but, um, we also got to play the Boku no Hero fighting game. Oh, yeah, that was fun. Um, and... Jump Force? Yeah, Jump Force. Uh, the Naruto fighting game. Not, yeah. not fighting game, but, like, that team squad game. Shinobi um, Strikers, dude. Yeah. That's a good one. <laughs> Did you see what that game, like, got rated when it came out? Yeah, Flop Target. It's, that. like, yeah. so garbage. <laughs> but, like, 
the appeal in it is kind of the same one that Sonic Forces had, where right. it's just like, you get to make your own dude. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't bad. Like, I would, yeah. I would play that game again. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I'd buy it, but I'd play no, it yeah. again. <laughs> yeah. um, so enough about old shit. Yeah. Let's talk about some new, new shit. New shit. Um, so this year, the lineup is pretty good. I mean, mm-hmm. it's E3, so there's going to be a bunch of, you know, big, big boys. Uh, Square Enix, Microsoft, Bethesda, Nintendo, all uh, intend on showing up and mm-hmm. doing their shit. And we're going to talk about these guys. Um, and kind of like what our expectations for them are. Mm-hmm. Um, so starting with Square Enix, uh, do you have any thoughts about what they're going to be bringing? So I really got super hard into like researching all of the companies before we left last time to see yeah. like what games they were bringing and stuff. Um, I've I've been getting a lot of emails from E3 <laughs> that's like, "Hey, are you coming this year? You gonna yeah. you gonna fly all the way out to LA and you gonna spend a lot of money here?" And uh, <laughs> I like. Just like dejectedly swipe them left across my notification screen yeah. because I'm not going. So I've kind of like not been as heavy into researching what all the they're bringing. Sure, that's fair. Um, I I haven't really like kept up with the different companies and like what they're working on. I do. Mm-hmm. I mean, I do know like some of the stuff. I know Square Enix right now is working on um, Dragon. Is it Dragon? Dragon, Dragon Quest? Quest Builders Two. Yeah, that's what it is. Uh, they're working on Dragon Quest Builders Two for Switch. Um, I would bet money mm-hmm. that they're going to announce some more Kingdom Hearts 3 DLC. Mm. Um, yeah. Have you gotten to play uh, the critical mode? Critical mode yet? Not yet. <sighs> I haven't had the time, but I'm I'm going to soon. Whenever I just find some time to sit down in the living room and play Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think they're also going to be bringing. They might be bringing something from Final Fantasy VII remake. Mm, but yeah, I know they released. I a, wouldn't uh, hold a breath. Uh, uh, cinematic trailer for that recently yeah or maybe it was a gameplay trailer because like everybody was freaking out about like the models that were in it yeah. and stuff because they were when you compare them to the um potato quality of the <laughs> right. ps ps1 or ps2 or whatever walking triangles out. yeah basically um yeah i mean like like i said i wouldn't be surprised if they bring something for it like uh if they have i think if they do bring something for it the most likely thing is going to be like uh a trailer or something like that mm-hmm. i I don't know. If they brought some gameplay, I wouldn't be surprised, but it's, it's I'm not going to hold my breath for it. Yeah, for sure. Um, next is Microsoft. Mm-hmm. Microsoft, I feel like, is kind of flying under the radar right now with their games. Yeah. They're, like, I know that, like, when we were growing up, Microsoft was the hot shit. Yeah. Like, it was, like, everybody was playing Halo 3, everybody was playing Gears of War, and, like, yeah, that was the stuff. I remember last year Microsoft announced like they acquired like a bunch of different studios, mm-hmm. and so I wouldn't be surprised. Like they're probably gonna come out swing like big dick swinging, like mm-hmm. having like having some shit in the works. I just don't know what to expect from them. Yeah, um, um, I haven't th- really heard anything about their development either. But yeah, yeah. One thing that I think that they might be bringing is their new console, um, mm-hmm. because Microsoft and Sony both announced that they have like a new console in the works, but not to expect it anytime soon. Mm-hmm. I think that it's pretty likely that Microsoft is going to bring theirs this time mm-hmm. to uh, to E3 2019 just because Sony's not going to be at E3 and I think that that might be the reason why is yeah. because Microsoft is unveiling their thing. Yeah, cuz um, they they announced it last year. It was like Project Scorpio. No, that was No, uh, no that was the Xbox One X. Uh, One X. One yeah. X One One X. Yeah. S. <laughs> like yeah. whatever the fuck. Um but yeah, like it's they have their new like their Xbox 7 coming yeah. out. Um which I think that we're going to see something from it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also Bethesda. Bethesda, mm. I'm I'm calling it now. Yeah. Bethesda's not gonna have not gonna have shit fuck this year. <laughs> yeah, I don't. They've like 
really been floundering hard with Fallout 76. Like we've like yeah. everybody knows like how bad that's been for yeah. everybody involved. Um from like the release and like even now like like it's kind of on a no man's sky trajectory where it was like it was released and it was awful and then they tried a bunch of updates but like where no man's sky succeeded with those updates and actually made like a better game uh, not so much for fallout 76 like it's right. still like i i watched the mcelroys play it on their polygon stream and yeah. like they like couldn't like they made one character and the character got deleted before they could even get into the game because <laughs> the game crashed like Oh, yeah, it's just I, so bad. I think that the primary difference between those two is like No Man's Sky. Mm-hmm. The issue with that was like it was just a it was a different game than what was promised. Mm-hmm. Where Fallout seventy six is it's just a buggy fucking mess. Like yeah. it's not complete, and yeah. so like they're trying to like patch it and like finish it through patches and stuff like that. But it's just not working. Like the damage is done, and yeah. like especially like the whole like canvas bag gate thing yeah. that they had. Yeah, I'm not gonna get into that because it's a whole fucking story. But um. Yeah, I don't. Uh, Fallout seventy six is dead. I don't think Bethesda's gonna be able to bring anything that's going to like hype people up for shit that they have coming out. They might have their new Elder Scrolls game because they announced that last year, or like they might have like a trailer or yeah. cinematic release or something. We might like. I bet we're probably gonna find out where it is, and we're gonna see like some cool stuff. But like, I know that like I wasn't like really into. Bethesda when Oblivion came out yeah. um I like really like learned about the Elder Scrolls series from Skyrim yeah. um but like seeing how much that has impacted like gaming culture with yeah. how, like like that was a lot of people's touchstone for getting into video games for the first time because it was yeah. like really accessible um for better or for worse and like um like very moddable and yeah. all of those things uh I don't know if like going forward, it's going to be hard to live up to like that kind of quality of a game, right? Um, and like be able to draw as many people in for it, yeah. Because like, you know, whatever they make, they're going to have to milk for a long time, like they did with yeah. Skyrim, um, because they could just print that game for eternity and still make money off of it. Yeah. So like, it's got to be something that'll draw people in, and it's really hard to beat that. Like, like Skyrim has a really basic fantasy concept. Yeah. But they have it laid out so well. Yeah, like, the, the it execution is, just is impeccable. Locked like it's, down. Yeah, and like it's buggy. Every Bethesda game is buggy. Right. But like you, you're the Dragonborn. You fight dragons. You can cast yeah. magic. Like it's got the whole like kitten caboodle wrapped up in a very easy to understand package. Right. So like go, like they're gonna have to make something that feels just as epic without like alienating people because yeah. we live in like that. We can't like put off any customers so we're gonna make the most milk toast generic thing yeah. that we can so like i really hope they I, I my biggest hope would be that they try and go like maybe do a morrowind re-release or something like that like a mm-hmm. updated morrowind because that would be amazing it has like a completely different kind of fantasy than what people are thinking of when they think of fantasy it's right. very like like giant mushrooms everywhere and it's all in a big swamp and it's so cool but like that's a big risk to take when you're a big AAA company. Yeah, and, and especially, like, coming off the back of Fallout 76, like, I'm sure, like, you know, before yeah. Fallout 76 came out, they had, there are they were already in, like, you know, pre-development for Elder Scrolls 6. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I don't personally. I just I don't think that we're going to see anything from it. And if mm-hmm. we do, it's not going to be much. Like mm-hmm. like you said, they might be announcing where it's set or something like that. But I don't think that we're going to see any gameplay. I don't think we're going to see a trailer or anything. Yeah, like major. Mm-hmm. Um, Nintendo. Yeah. Nintendo. I'm. This is. I'm placing my bets on Nintendo. Like quote unquote winning E3 this mm-hmm. year. I think that they're going to bring the dopest shit mm-hmm. with the hypest news. And nobody's going to be able to fucking touch them. Yeah. They're definitely going to have at least one new Smash Brothers character. Um, yeah. If they're following, like, the same trajectory that they have been, there's probably going to be a bunch of really cool indie titles on there. Yeah. Because, um, like, I know recently they had a direct where they kind of went over a lot of the Nindies that were coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, there were some really cool ones on there. Like, they, uh, like, that is another thing that Nintendo has gotten really good at is really pushing the indie scene. Because, like, yeah. they... Um, I didn't have a Wii U, so I don't really know how it was on there. But like, Bad. I know that on the yeah, I know on the <laughs> Switch they have like, like really embraced the concept of like oh, yeah. reaching out and like yeah, there's like a lot of not great Nindies on there, but like there's a lot of really good ones. Like yeah. Stardew Valley is probably one of the best games to have on a portable console ever. Yeah, like it's just a better Harvest Moon, <laughs> pretty yeah. much. Um, and they've like they uh. They there's one that like I think it was made by Double Fine, but it's the one where like you're in a post apocalyptic world and you like get random mutations as you go and fight through it. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I can't remember the name off the top of my head. There was uh one that I saw where uh it was like a uh it was kind of like um that dodgeball game where you um lethal it was kind of like Lethal League, but it was yeah. a single player game and it was like pinball. Like you used your sword to hit a ball around and fight these big like room sized machines. Yeah. And it was very similar to a pinball game, but like it's they're really kind of like the steam of consoles almost. Like yeah. there's just it's really easy to get a game onto the develop like onto the Nintendo store and like the Switch is one of the best platforms to have that kind of yeah. capability, that transportability. I agree with you. Um I've I've played more indie games on my Switch than I have on my PC this year. Mm. Um, and some of my favorites have been uh, Dead Cells yeah. and Celeste. Um, mm-hmm. I got to pick up both of those for the Switch, and holy shit, they are so much fun. They yeah. handle so well mm-hmm. on the Switch, which is something that I really wasn't expecting. And like, I think whenever they announce their Nindies, they're going to kill it. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're, they've got to be announcing the next DLC character for Smash Brothers because yeah. like their window for that is so small. They haven't announced it yet. Joker came out. It's a big success. Um like Smash, I don't think that people understand how big of a like success that Smash Ultimate's been. Mm-hmm. Smash Ultimate has sold more copies than there were copies of the Wii U. Yeah, like of just like of the console, the of console, the console Wii, Wii U. Um, which like, grand, that was three hundred dollars, but the like, if you're selling more than that of sixty dollars games, yeah. for one game, with how big Smash Smash Four was, mm-hmm. it's fucking nuts how big yeah. Ultimate is. Um, I want to take a quick detour. Uh, what do you think? Do you have any predictions for the next Smash character? I think that there's a lot of stuff going around for um oh what's his name from the guy from Dragon Quest oh uh, I always like want to call character? him I always want to call him Aragorn but I know for a fact that's not right <laughs> yeah that's a Lord of the Rings character <laughs> yeah um oh beans what's his name oh well he looks like Blue Goku with a sword <laughs> true uh, I think that he has a pretty good chance you know in my heart of hearts I'm always gonna want Sora but mm-hmm. you know topped out yeah what about you I um see like usually I have like a real prediction like yeah i like know this is gonna be a thing but like 
I have like not been able to guess any yeah. of the Smash Ultimate newcomers so far. Yeah, um, no, I haven't either. To be fair, some of them have come out of left field. Like Persona Five wasn't on the Switch. No, until yeah, it, it hit and like Piranha Plant. Like, yeah, nobody hell? was expecting those two. Like, yeah. I think like Nintendo's kind of setting us up for like, hey. These characters are going to be people that you would have never fucking expected. Yeah, I did read which is dope. somewhere that Sakurai said that he was going, like, all of the new characters for Smash were going to be characters that hadn't, didn't already have representation in the series, yeah. which is cool, because I always love seeing Nintendo, like, reach out to new developers oh, and yeah, for bring sure. them into the, like, big umbrella that is Smash Brothers. I think that um, Banjo-Kazooie has a good chance of getting in. They might. Isn't Rare still owned by Microsoft? Though? It is, but Microsoft, like, Phil Spencer just straight up said, like, oh, yeah, we'd be totally down for Banjo oh. being in Smash. Cool. So it's kind of just, like, up to Nintendo if they won't, would want to do that. Yeah. I, I would really like to see... I know I know that Shovel Knight is an assist trophy. Yeah. I would love to see some sort of indie representation, though, because, yes, like... Yes, me too. Like, all of the characters we do have are main series characters, which is great and all. But I would love to, like, even if it was just one to kind of represent the entire umbrella of indie games, but, like, yeah. I've got, like, a real passion for, like, small groups of developers working on games that are being put on these big budget consoles. Yeah. And, like, I feel like putting a, one of those characters to just say, like, hey, we love these guys. They're doing great work. Yeah. Would be a great way to, like, kind of give back to that whole group of hardworking people. Yeah. Um, I think it, like... I would love to see them come out of left field and like uplift a character out of assist trophy dumb. Yep. Like I don't think they would ever do that, but like we have seen time and again, Sakurai just like play the entire community and be like, yep. you thought we wouldn't like, you thought yeah. we wouldn't put Joker <laughs> in. Cause he was always on PS tour games. Right. But now persona's coming to switch and you can get Joker. And it's like, okay, well yeah, exactly. you fooled me again. Got and me again. Like... You wily Sakurai. <laughs> um, I think, I think it's really cool what Nintendo is doing because like a lot of like, they're essentially like the grandfather to the industry and like mm. Sony and Microsoft and like all of these other developers are, they're kind of paying their respects with Smash Brothers, especially like recently. Like I've seen a lot of tweets from like uh, these developers is just like, yeah, Smash Brothers is great. I really hope that they like ask about our franchise yeah. to be in it because <laughs> yeah. it's just like, it's such a big deal now. It's mm. like, and I think Sakurai said it, but someone from Nintendo definitely did where it's like they're, what they're doing now is like, it's not so much like a, a, a celebration of Nintendo games, but a celebration of like the video game industry and like yeah. the culture as a whole, mm -hmm. which I really love. Mm -hmm. Put Goku in Smash. <laughs> yeah, but please. <laughs> um, I, I have seen a lot of people that are like really hardcore into Steve Minecraft being on. Fuck no. Smash Brothers. <laughs> Do not I, want Steve. I know I don't want him, but like I could honestly see it because of how influential Minecraft was. Oh to yeah, gaming. But like I really don't want it. No, I don't. I don't want. I don't want Steve from Minecraft. I just know Smash. that they would put some bullshit in where it's like Steve can remove the like corner of the stage or something by like pulling the block out yeah. or like some dumb shit that would like piss me off. Yeah, exactly. Like, plus, like he just. I mean, I guess they uplifted, like, a piranha plant into Smash Brothers so they could really make a moveset for any character, but I just can't uh, envision uh, a way for that blocky of a character to really come to life. Or, like, even worse, if they use, like, the Minecraft Adventure Mode, like, oh, animations. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, like, those just, like, strange. So bad. Yeah. Fucking hate it. Um, also, can't believe we haven't talked about this before, uh, or talked about this yet. But Nintendo's bringing Sword and Shield, Pokemon Sword and Shield, oh, to E3. Dude. So, like, I'm already fucking stoked. Like, yeah. I'm, 
That's like Nintendo talking about Smash Brothers and Pokemon. They, what else has anybody else got? Yeah, like, exactly. Nothing. That's like two of the most successful franchises. Right I now. hope we get to see evolutions of the starters. Me too. Holy shit. Um, I know that's kind of been a big point of discussion for Pokemon fans recently because that's yes. like really the only content we have for Shogun Shield aside yeah. from like some clips of the locations, which I think it, having England be a, a locale is going to be really neat. Yeah. Um, but. I'm just I'm tired of all the fucking clickbait. Yeah, <laughs> like, from like me the, too. like starters revealed question mark question mark. Yeah, um, like I I really like the idea that Score Bunny is going to be like a soccer player of some sort. Yes, me too. I really hope it's not a firefighting type. Me too. But it's it's kind of looking, looking like it's shaping up that yeah. way. Anything re- with big feet that yeah. looks like it kicks a lot, especially a bunny. Yeah. Like you're gonna either be like fire normal or firefighting. Like <laughs> and anybody out there who thinks that. Score bunny is going to be fire electric. You need to you need to get your head out of your ass. Like it's uh, it's not going to happen. It's just it. not. I know that Sobble's going to just turn into like some big lizard. Oh yeah. Um, Loch Ness monster, dude. Oh, dude, that'd be so cool. Yeah. Um, I I saw a really interesting theory on a Tumblr post for Grookie that Grookie is based off of like this style of dancer, uh, that uses like sticks to like make yeah. rhythms. Um, and so like either that kind of dancing monkey or like a drummer i've seen people say both of those are going to be like either one of those would be really cool i'm probably going to play a grass starter this time because god that little fucking monkey's so cute (laughs) he's so sweet i I just see the final evolutions before i pick yeah Um, i do want to see the final evolutions lastly sony's not going to be at e3 yeah i remember seeing that announcement come out yeah that was like that's wild. Yeah, it really is. Especially since like Sony doesn't really have the pull that Nintendo does. Yeah. To be able to do like their equivalent of a Nintendo Direct, which I think is called a what is it like? Oh, play. Um, I have a cup because I went to one, but they like yeah. play it at movie theaters and stuff. Right. Yeah. It's just like nobody even fucking knows. Like. <laughs> yeah. But like, <sighs> Sony is really suffering from like same game. Yes. In my opinion, like all all their games are like very grounded in like person with gun shoot thing yeah. run through level or like if it's just cause like run around world shoot yeah. thing like like the only two games that I can think of that they're coming out right now that are gonna be like big news for the industry mm-hmm. is uh, Last of Us Part Two, which mm-hmm. I'm I could I'm not really there for like yeah. I don't really care. Um, and Death Stranding, which that game's never come, come, gonna come out. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I love the idea of Death Stranding, like the weird mystique, letting yeah. Hideo Kojima basically like the um, <laughs> just fuck it up, bro. <laughs> yeah, just like go buck wild. He's the guy yeah. that made Twin Peaks. Um, David Lynch. Yeah, he's like the David Lynch of video games. Like, oh yeah, for sure. He needs somebody to keep him grounded, or he will go off the fucking deep end with his ideas. And I'm ready for it. I yeah. want him. I want the craziest, wildest shit that can come out of that man's head because it is going to blow my dick off every time. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, like, I'm. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm excited for Death Stranding to come out, but like, I'll believe it when I see it. That's yeah, what I'm saying for sure. And like, I don't know how you're gonna like turn what we've seen so far into like any semblance of like a video game with like yeah. reactions and like, or unless they just go completely out of left field with like stuff we haven't seen before so just to kind of talk on an earlier point Mm -hmm. that we had um part of the reason i don't think that sony's going to be at the conference is because they're waiting to talk more about the playstation 5 or whatever Mm -hmm. it's going to be called when it comes out 
they haven't said much about it. They said that it's going to be a while before it comes out, so don't expect it anytime soon. Um, but the things that they have said is like it's going to be backwards compatible with the PS4. Oh, that's um, so good. Yeah, and so like if you have a physical PS4 copy, then you can play it on that. And mm-hmm. like they're they're really banking on that because like historically PlayStation launch libraries have been shit. Yeah. And so like <laughs> yeah. uh, being a, like them saying like yeah we're going to be backwards compatible with PS4s that makes me more likely to pick one up. Yeah, like for sure. Like I I think like. I don't know if the, this generation has been out for the longest amount of time, but I know that, like, we're in, a, like, a big gaming boom right now. Like, yeah. everybody's got, like, because, like, your PS4 doubles as your DVD player and your Netflix box, and your yeah. Amazon thing. Like, you can just do so much with them. They're, like, almost like the, like, uh, like, prototypical, like, like, not fully a smart home, but, yeah. like, what we would have thought of when we were kids of, like, a fully in one system like entertainment thing yeah um so like magic genie box yeah it wouldn't make any sense for them to not make them backwards compatible because like right. they would just piss off a whole bunch of families who really don't have a lot of like time to really devote themselves yeah. to the study of video games and then like right. all of a sudden it's like oh yeah we just made a new one we're not going to make any other stuff for the thing that you already have we're going to make you spend 500 dollars to yeah. get a new thing like and that was that was another thing that they talked about was like um they're going to still be making games for PS4 like mm-hmm. whenever the PS5 launches which is like you know that's pretty typical for like a console developer to do that mm-hmm. um but there I, I i predict that they're going to be making PS4 games like pretty pretty far into the PS5's life cycle yeah didn't they make um weren't they making PS2 games until 2011 yeah like they were making like uh, developers were making games for the PS2 like way after Sony like stopped supporting yeah, it yeah like, <laughs> the last one was like FIFA 2010 or something yeah like it was it something was ridiculous um uh, another big thing about the PS5 is it's going to be made with SSDs instead of a hard drive. So, oh. like, that's going to cut down on load time and boot time, like, considerably. Yeah. Which, like, I'm super about that because, like, that's, f- like, I, there's some games that I have to play on PS4 because, mm-hmm. like, they're console exclusive, a.k.a. Kingdom Hearts. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just fucking hate turning it on every time because yeah. it takes so long. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I grew up with a console and so I don't really have that, like... I have to have 60 frames. I have to have it at the highest video quality. Like I've got a nice computer now. I can run games like that, but it's not like the make or break between games for me waiting for load times. Kill me. Like I, like I, I play games on my computer now and it's just like, even if they're stored on my hard drive, they don't take nearly as long to load as they do Mm -hmm. on my PS4. I remember playing like destiny two and stuff like that. And like, the majority of my time was spent watching my spaceship fly through space yeah. to get to the game I want to play. Dude, don't even get me fucking started on Final Fantasy 15. Just oh like, my God. in general, it was a great game. I mm-hmm. love that game. I own it for PS4, and I also own it for PC. Mm-hmm. But holy shit, the load times in that game were like an upwards of five minutes at That's times. Crazy. Which like, is beyond belief. Like, oh, that yeah, should not it's, happen. It's great. You can, uh, you can get up, do some yoga, uh, go get yeah, exactly. snack, <laughs> uh, take a bathroom break, uh, um, walk your dog, and then by the time you come back, you still got 20 more minutes before your game was. Yeah, so just watch uh, an episode of The Office, and you're good to go. Yeah. Um, speaking of streaming services, um, they're also going to be trying to push their... Uh, PlayStation Now, I think it's called. Mm. Uh, their streaming service, uh, kind of like I guess in retaliation to Google Stadia. Um, yeah. Which, eh, yeah, topped out. I don't. I really don't ever think that like, it's if game streaming becomes like a popular thing, I don't think that we have the like proper like household technology to support that right now. Yeah. It it would like it'll like I I know I saw the Google Stadia thing, and I don't want to like talk about that too much because I know we've got some other stuff to talk about, but like. Um, that was all in a very controlled environment. Yeah. And like, 
it will always have to wait until it gets into the mainstream before it like people realize if right. it's like actually good or not because like if anybody's going to be able to do it right it'll be google yeah because like they've got the money they have to the infrastructure throw it, and the money throw it at yeah. yeah and like the the brilliant minds that are being picked up yeah. by them like they're gonna if, if they if it's possible they'll do it yeah. but like that remains to be seen yeah i agree with you um but that's kind of all we know about ps5 right now mm-hmm. um which is you know, a pretty pretty decent chunk i'm pretty yeah. excited for it honestly yeah um so now we're gonna we're gonna do a quick 180 okay and talk about some old games okay that's also a new game what uh-huh. world of warcraft <gasps> so we're gonna talk about the effects of nostalgia on video games, and also our Ready Set Replays World of Warcraft. We're going to do kind of a two-in-one. Yeah. Because me and Tommy have a lot of things to say about this R- game. R- ready Set Nostalgia. <laughs> uh, so, Tommy, when did you start playing World of Warcraft? I started playing World of Warcraft in Wrath of the Lich King. Um, one of my childhood friends, Stuart, yeah. um, I would go over and visit. Uh, whenever I would go like play video games at his house, I saw his mom and uh like stepdad stepdad they would yeah. play world of warcraft together and like i saw them running around on their high level mounts doing like um like they would be doing dungeons or raids or something yeah. like that so they would be they would be raiding while we would be playing video games and like yeah. um i remember like they would let us go in and just like watch them play sometimes and yeah it was just like the first time i had really like seen a game and been like there's a whole other world and universe inside of this place that yeah. i can't even like con like grasp the concept of i um i feel you i've been playing on and off for a while since mm-hmm. like the end of burning crusade mm. so right before wrath of the lich king yeah um and i guess the thing that like i want to talk about the most during this segment is kind of like how much the game has evolved since then yeah and then how much people like to romanticize vanilla wow mm-hmm yeah. Um I we've talked about this a little bit, but I think we both came to the conclusion that World of Warcraft as it is now is almost a completely different game. Yeah. Like it's it's built on the same well, it's not even built on the same structure anymore because I did a huge like like overhaul system overhaul. Like it's it's the same in that like the way it works, like for yeah. the user is the same, but like Almost none of the original game is there anymore because um, they revamped all of it pretty much with yeah. Cataclysm and they've done like graphical updates for a lot of stuff. And like, uh, really, I think the oldest content in WoW at this point is Outland. Yeah. Um, and even then they've like updated how like you can now quest in either Northland, Northrend or Outland. Yeah. Um, but like, uh, I, I recently got... Uh, when I got BFA, I got a character boost and yeah. I got to 120 and that's really when the game opened up for me was like, yeah, okay. Now that I'm 120, I can do these world quests. I can grind reputation for these factions so I can get these really good achievements that'll give me faster mount speed right. and I can try and get better armor and gear. Um, and that's, that's what I'm working on right now. And in vanilla, wow, like a significant chunk of the game was the, the questing experience and yeah. like getting to like struggling through Stranglethorn Vale and trying not to get PVP'd by yeah. like the Alliance <laughs> or um, trying to find a group to fight Hogger or yeah. um, trying to find a group to go into Deadmines or something like that. And like you, 
there are good and bad parts to all of those things. Yeah. Um, but I think, I don't think that the way the game is currently set up now and the way that people play it now is very much a touchstone at all for like when classic wow is going to come out. Cause like people are going to get that game. They're going to sit down and then they're immediately going to go, where's this? Where did yeah. this go? Why don't I have a quest finder? Why don't I have this thing? And like, they are not ready to be sent back to the stone age. Yeah. I, I, I feel you. I think that like vanilla wild, like there's a lot of people who romanticize it. And the biggest thing that like people like to talk about it is the sense of community. Mm-hmm. And I definitely feel that. And mm-hmm. that like, Modern WoW, with the launch of, like, Battle for Azeroth, um, mm-hmm. definitely doesn't feel, like, as as driven by community as, like, br- like Burning Crusade whenever I was playing. Yeah. Um, like, a, a lot more. Um, I definitely understand that. But I, I don't think that that's necessarily, like, a, a bad thing. Like, there's been a lot of um, quality of life increases like dungeon finder and raid finder and like quest tracker and yeah just like a bunch of like really great shit mm-hmm. um that i i don't want to give up and yeah <laughs> just just so i could you know relive the glory days of being in stormwind and type in lfg uh <laughs> <laughs> dead minds like <laughs> yeah <laughs> and i i don't know i just um whenever wow classic releases mm-hmm. uh, which is it's going to be coming out soon um they've I think it's in August, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they said that uh, if you have a if you have a subscription to World of Warcraft, then you can play World of Warcraft Classic. Um, Ooh! So I didn't even see that. Yeah. I thought I was gonna have to pay for two different things. No. So hmm. if you have a subscription, if you have a subscription to WoW, then you can play either one. You can play Modern WoW or you can play WoW Classic. And I'm definitely gonna be playing WoW Classic. Like I'm gonna like I'm gonna hop in and like play it for a little while. I don't suspect that I'm gonna be playing for a very long time because yeah. like I I prefer like the Modern WoW and just like. There's so many quality of life things, and it just looks so much better mm-hmm. that I don't think that whatever the people are chasing in Vanilla WoW is going to be there. You know what I mean? Kind of, yeah. I, I've watched a few YouTube videos of people that have like played in the beta yeah. WoW Classic, and a lot of those people are people who have who played in WoW Classic, and the people they played with and grouped with when mm-hmm. they tried the betas out were also people that played WoW, and so a big a big chunk of the, cause like a lot of them said, like, I think the initial community reaction was always, well, this is interesting, but I'm probably not going to play it because it doesn't sound good. Yeah. And then all of the videos I've been seeing are like, wow, this was actually really fun because it's like when you go to a party and you sit down and you start talking about a movie and five other people have already seen that movie too. And so yeah. you can all, you're all just, you have a touch point, a connection. You can talk about like, old jokes in the movie like especially if it's like 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 something like wow where like there was a lot of um like not memes but like that same kind of thing like yeah. oh wow we've all got to go like clear out rage fire chasms you remember what this was like back when we played yeah and like it's um for those people for people who've been playing forever yeah it's gonna be the same thing like we if you and i were good to go on a camping trip like yeah we give up a lot of the uh, amenities that a modern house provides us and, and refrigeration <laughs> and and running water and we go and rough it out in the woods and like we get to connect back with nature and we get to connect back with like like you get to go to sleep under the stars and you get to like wake up and you can go like skip rocks the lake yeah. or something like that and i think a lot of that similar satisfaction is what people will be finding when they play classic wow there's going to be a lot of like oh wow i like and I'm going to need to like really work to get my mount and yeah. I'm going to need to like 
there's going to be weapon skills. Do you remember weapon skills? Yeah, I remember weapon skills. <laughs> like there's uh and like finding professions is going to be hard because not like the the professions won't be instanced anymore or yeah. like the the gathering professions won't be instanced anymore. And um so it's like it's in in a lot of ways it's going to be like refreshing difficulty yeah if that makes sense no i definitely like, feel that wow is easy now like yeah. the real difficulty comes from like pvp and high-end mythic key dungeons and raiding and yeah. that's where like you are going to be running into but like at that point it's just like um succeed or wipe because yeah. i've i've I, I never was a big raider but i've seen a lot of people raid and like if if you goof one thing up like if you don't execute perfectly it's like all right wipe restart we're going through it again and yeah it's um i know that like i've seen a lot of people talk about old raids where you can like oh like our raid was saved because we were all dead and one guy off tanked from the boss and like one of the healers rezzed three other people and then we all like we had the boss at one hp and everybody in the raid was cheering with this one guy yeah you don't have those kind of like heroic moments anymore. It's yeah. it's very much more of a video game and not an adventurous experience. I definitely feel that. And I think that's what people are going to be looking for in Classic WoW. Okay. I can I can definitely see that. Mm-hmm. Um I feel like uh going back to the community thing. Mm-hmm. Um I think that and I've talked to you a little bit about this. I mm-hmm. think that part of the symptom for that or like part of the cause for that is that like at WoW's peak, mm-hmm. it had probably half the like playable area that it does now and double the player base. Yeah. Like while it's like hovering at around 6 million um, active subscriptions right yeah. now. And at its peak, it had 12 million. Yeah. And so like, and, and there's so many more continents and like zones available that have been added through DLC that mm-hmm. their player base has like halved in sized and is spread out through this massive world. Yeah. That it's like, it's hard to like get people together in like one centralized location. And of course there's always going to be people in like the newest, like sanctioned city mm-hmm. <laughs> in the, yeah. in the newest expansion. And there's always going to be people in Orgrimmar and Stormwind. Yeah. But other than that. Yeah. It's tough. Like, like I don't, uh, I only see people when I'm questing because, um, they phase in from other realms. Cause they've yeah. got that new thing where like you have realm groups now where like, yeah. um, it'll show up certain people from other realms, but like, if they didn't have that, it would be like playing a single player game yeah. almost, which like for me is fine because I, I don't play well. Like, I guess they expect a lot of people to play MMOs mm-hmm. where um, they want people to be really like engaging with the community and stuff. I've always played WoW as kind of like a very singular or like me and another person playing yeah. uh, kind of experience. And I, I know that's not really like that's not I'm not the kind of person that they cater to. Um, yeah. I, I I get anxious when I go into dungeon groups because I feel like I have to perform for these four other people <laughs> that I'm in the group with. And if I don't right. do enough DPS, they're going to kick me out like that kind of thing. And um, so I mostly stick to myself, get gear my own ways and that kind of thing. Um, but I it's it makes the game feel more alive when you run through a city and you see people like standing around showing off their gear or like um people in trade chat like talking about like i mean like trade chat was always toxic but like at least like (laughs) at least like it felt like you were in a a world with people that were talking and communicating and right like um creating like a second identity for themselves in this in this new place um and like of course there will always be guilds but like even now guilds are kind of like an excuse to get the guild perks and heirlooms 
like I joined a guild because uh, I was like, hey, I'm looking for a kind of friendly guild because I, I did want heirlooms. Yeah. But I also wanted to like have some people to talk to while I played the game. And like basically the guild chat is like, hey, I'm on. OK, that's cool. All right, I'm off. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. And like some of that, <laughs> I earned an achievement. Yeah. Grats. 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 <laughs> uh, and like, of course, some of that is um, altered by Discord. Right. Uh, yeah. But like, um, I, mean, I mean, it's easier for me to type something in Guild Chat than it is to go over to my second monitor and type something in Discord and try and like, yeah, manipulate between the two. Like, I, I do think that, uh, I think there is going to be kind of a big base for wow classic because that's going to pull in a lot of people that did quit like that's yeah. going to the, the reason they quit is because the game is not the same anymore and yeah. they're like i think they're going to come back and be like we have a second chance at like the the stuff i remember like the yeah. good the good old days and it may not last for a long time it may be like how pokemon go really had that big spike at the beginning and yeah. then like dropped off a lot but like for that those two weeks that one month <laughs> yeah that's gonna be up buck wild game yeah there is gonna be so much shit happening in that game <laughs> like we're gonna see a world first kill for ragnaros we're gonna see a yep. world first kill for um fucking Ysera, like the world bosses yeah i don't even i mean like they kind of have world bosses now but like yeah with the gr looking for group finding it's like okay all right we're all here kill 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 kill, kill, kill. okay it's dead. Yeah, bye like but like it's i'm really excited for it yeah, I, I know I, I may not play it forever, but I am so ready to have like that kind of roughing it experience. Yeah, I'm definitely I'm definitely going to check it out whenever it comes out, because like if it's good, I'm going to play more of it. Mm -hmm. um, but if it's if if I realize that it's just like, you know, my rose tinted shades, mm -hmm. my gunners, if you will, gunners, <laughs> your rose tinted gunners, yeah, <laughs> then uh, I'm going to take them off and I'm going to turn it off and I'm going to put on a real man's game like League of Legends. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so final final verdict, Tommy. Um, we're gonna we're gonna do two of these. Uh, would you recommend World of Warcraft Battle for Azeroth to someone who's never played it? Now, yes, because I did do that. Oh, okay. We got our roommate to play. That's true. Yeah, we did <laughs> World of Warcraft Battle for Azeroth. <laughs> um, I I think that I would too. If somebody was telling me that they're looking for an MMO and they never tried World of Warcraft, I would say you should try it because yeah. it's cheap. If it's fun. If it's somebody I like and somebody I would want to play with, I would tell them to because uh, I would like I wouldn't tell them to if they didn't have somebody they could like play with and kind of learn yes. the ropes from. Yes, because that's, that's I know that um, Tim has like he has been do doing stuff in this game and then he'd be like, what the fuck? Yeah. And we'd be like, oh, yeah, oh, it's because of this. this weird bullshit mechanic that they introduced like three expansions ago <laughs> and then forgot about. Right. And he's like, so why is it still there? And it's like. Oh, they forgot about it. Like, yeah. <laughs> who do you think goes to Outland anymore? <laughs> Nobody. When you buy the game, you get a 110 boost. Yeah. Um, okay, so WoW Classic. Huh. I... I think it would depend on the person. If it's somebody that was like... Because, like... If it's somebody that's really looking for that, ex like, that experience, that kind yeah. of, like... Um, it's a game where things are going to be really hard. But, like, you're going to feel rewarded if you play with other people. Um, right. And, like, if you don't mind, like, going on a kind of a big adventure with a lot of risks. Yeah. This is going to be a game for you. If you're looking for something that's easier and, like, more of something that you can do idly, um, I would recommend Battle for Azeroth. Yeah. I feel you. Um, well, Tommy, I think that's going to do it for today. Yeah. Thanks for coming on. Hell yeah. I've had a great time.
I love uh, talking about video games. Oh, hell yeah. Who doesn't? Um, make sure you check out Versus Extreme. You can get more Tommy there if you don't listen to that for some reason. Um, I'm also there. Yeah. We're roommates, and we do a podcast we together. We do podcasts together. Um, Tommy, have anything else you want to plug? Uh, no, I don't think so. I have my Twitter set to private. So, okay. <laughs> <laughs> If okay, anybody cool. tries to follow me, you'll have to get approval. You'll have to get past the two guards. One says, uh, do you want to follow and see Tommy's tweets? And the other one says, do you not want to follow and see Tommy's tweets? But one of them lies and one yeah. of them only tells the truth. <laughs> Uh, I think that's going to do it for us then. Tom, thanks for coming. Yeah, thanks for uh, having me. I've had a gonna, great time. You're going to be back on sometime. Yeah. I'm going to make you. I'm going to see to it. Hell yeah. I'm so ready. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. True Combo releases bi-weekly every other Friday. The next episode will be releasing on June 7th. Uh, joining me next episode will be popular Twitch streamer Lashaggy. Uh, if you like this episode, tell a friend. And don't forget to rate us on iTunes, follow us on Spotify, and on Twitter at True Combo Cast. Uh, True Combo is produced by Dryer Sock Productions. Check out our other shows, Versus Extreme and Story Sodic, on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. I want to give a special thanks to Jess Adams for designing the cover art for True Combo, and to MK Ultra for allowing us the use of our theme song, Tears in the Rain. I'm Marcus Driscoll. Thank you for listening. See you later, skater. Brought to you by Dryer Sock Productions. Pop that pizza pie in the oven, baby. We're about to start a podcast.